Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMV Sports. What's up? This is Eric Boston with Out of the Pen Baseball and my team, my voice, sports podcasting network. Joining me on the MTMV Sports phone line is Atlanta Braves 2018 draftee, first baseman Ray Hernandez. Ray, how are you doing, sir? Doing great. How about you? Man, I'm I'm doing all right, man. I'm just loving that we're, um, you know, baseball's back in full swing. You know, obviously it was a, a long winter uh, for for those uh, diehard fans like myself. So we're we're glad oh, to yeah. to see games getting going. No doubt. Awesome. Well, man, thank you for just you know taking time to speak with us today. I know this is your second interview on MTMV Sports. Um, but for those listeners who may have missed the first one, I would like to do kind of a quick recap. So you were drafted last year by Atlanta in the 29th round after playing college ball at Alabama State. Um, you know, last year Atlanta kind of experienced what was perhaps some unexpected success at the big league level. You know, they had a lot of talent, but it was a lot of young players. Um, you know, how did you feel getting drafted by the Braves? Um, well, we talked about this in the first interview, but I was happy. My, you know, my favorite team growing up was San Bay Rays. Okay. So the only team that I probably would have been not more ha- like, you know, happier to get drafted by, um, the Rays were, were obviously one of one pick. And then the Braves were perfect because our spring training facility was 10 minutes away from, um, where I live now in Orlando. The problem is now we've moved to Northport. <laughs> we've kind of lost that, um, that nice connection that I had there, but the Braves have been good to me so far, and um, I did enjoy it. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Uh, well, so after being drafted last year, you know, you got your first taste of pro ball. You were in the rookie um, Gulf Coast League, and you know, some people may say, "Well, it's a small sample size," but I think you you really had to be encouraged with your performance uh, there in the GCL, right? Yeah, I mean, I had a, I honestly had a really good season. I was one of the best hitters that we had in the GCL, luckily. And um, you, know, you just gotta, uh, it's it's like, I was kind of nervous, you know, to see what the what the you know the jump would be like going from college to professional and how you know if it would be a jump at all. But uh, yeah, man, I, I felt good. I felt really good, and um, I did my best, and I learned. I was playing a new position playing first base, which actually um, they moved me back to third base now, so I'm no longer a first base okay. anymore. All right. Yeah, so I, I can still play. You know, I can still play um, games, obviously, at first. And that's what they wanted versatility, but um, I'm glad that I got to show that I can play different positions, and I'm glad that I got to do my best over there. I mean, it didn't automatically <clears throat> warrant, I guess, the promotion automatically. I'm, I'm in extended stream training right now. I thought I was going to be in Rome, but, you know, take it day by day and you never know what happens you know somebody can get hurt or somebody struggle and then i get moved to rome but for now you know if if everything stays the same and um there's no more promotions or demotions or anything like that then i'd probably continue you know just try to continue my success awesome um well yeah so like well actually there's there's a couple things there that you said that i really want to hit on first let's start with um was there Anything that just jumped out at you as far as the difference between playing ball at the college level and then jumping up um, to that rookie ball league there in the Gulf Coast? Oh, yeah. Um, in college, once it doesn't really matter if you play SEC, if you play the SWAC where I played or anything like that. If you In college, you just get more off-speed pitches. 
you know, in college I'd get three oh curveballs, three one curveballs, three two curveballs. Like they'd give me off speed pitches at any count, at any time. Because they have a pretty good idea of who you are, right? They're scouting reports and stuff like that. In professional baseball, if you're not a massive prospect, for the most part they don't know who you are, unless you've played with the team, you know, played against them a few times or and they have a scouting report for you, but for the most part, if you, if they don't, I mean, you're going to get fastballs. I learned that relatively quickly. There'd be times early in the season in the GCL where I'd be like, okay, well, you know, 2-0 count. Um, this guy's already throwing me, you know, a few fastballs. You know, he might try to drop a curveball in there. Fastball right down the middle, strike one. I'm like, geez, like, you know, I should have hit that pitch. And it's just, I find, I found myself second guessing and looking for the off-speed pitches and they never came. So, it took me a little bit of time to adjust the velocity. I know that the funny thing is, like, the higher up I'll go, the more it'll be more. Um, I'll have to make that adjustment towards guys are just going to be grooving in fastballs for you to hit out either. Right. So, but that's what baseball's all about. That's, you know, that's what hitting's all about. I find myself, um, and I'm not the only person that will say this to you, but hitters in baseball in general, you find yourself making adjustments constantly. Every single, after every pitch, you're making some kind of new adjustment. You know, there's always something that that you can change or that you can um, improve, especially during that bat. Definitely. So that's one, that's definitely one difference that I realized. Okay. Awesome. Well, and you know, I think you did pretty good at making those adjustments. I mean, when, when you look at it, you know, you had 38 games last year and like, like you said, you did, you did pretty well, especially from the offensive side of the game, uh, 283 average, five home runs, 25 batted in. Um, you know, one number that really jumped out to me was that 843 OPS. I mean, you know, like I said, some people may say small sample size, but even so, those are solid numbers. And um, I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Uh, did you notice anything in particular that helped in that production? <laughs> now, I don't want this to sound bad, and I hope your, your listeners don't think this is an issue either, but last year was, I had a good year, but that's not like what I can give. That's not like Ray Hernandez at his peak. Okay. Um, I did have to, I battled a few injuries during the year, and I did, I did, I did struggle. You know, two two eighty three is a very, I mean, you know, this isn't college anymore, so I'm not going to be hitting you know three three eighty like I did in college. Now, that doesn't mean that I can't. Right. And, um, one thing that I noticed was that I did find myself having to. You know, I like my average would drop a little bit. I find myself okay. Well, I need to get a few hits so I can move it back up. So, yeah, it's just like I didn't. I, that OPS is great, and I'm happy. I'm happy that I had a good year because there's some guys who struggled and never could pick it up, and that's going to be on there forever. You know, you look at those numbers, like you look up Ray Hernandez; those are, those are there for that year. Those aren't going to change. So I'm glad that I have at least that. You know, that it's a small sample size, but I'm glad that I have that. So, for sure. I mean, I'm, I'm happy that I had the numbers. I could do way more, and that's one thing that hurt me. That's the reason why I'm, I'm an extended, to be completely honest. You know, I have, like, it's it's what you said, you know. The Braves see those numbers, and they, they're they probably excited about those numbers, but there's guys that hit better than me. You know, like C.J. Alexander is a good example. This guy raked. He hit. And the GCO hit in Danville, hit in Rome. Or, no, he didn't even go to Rome. Hit in high A. Yeah. And he started off the year this year in double A. He ended up, you know, he's injured now, and he's working through that. But this is a guy who got drafted the same same year as me. And he did something that, you know, he had a lot more than I did. So that just goes to show you that there's a lot of room for improvement when it comes to me. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm definitely proud of the numbers that I posted, but I really wish I would have done a little bit more. Awesome. Well, so, you know, obviously you said you're in extended. 
Um, what's kind? Of, do 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 they have? Have they laid out a plan for you for 2019 that they'd like to see you go like down this specific path, or or is it kind of a let's see what you do here and extend it, and then you know make some decisions as we go? Um, sadly, sadly to say, that's exactly how it is. I wish it was like they have a roadmap for you and you have um, an idea of exactly what's going to happen, but that's not the case. Um, the Braves know what they're going to do. They end up making the decisions, you know, whenever they feel fit, whenever they, you know, seem like they want to. So, yeah. Um, for now, I'm just going to be an extended until something happens. Like right now, as we're talking, somebody can, you know, get hit with a, you know, a line drive, God forbid, or something like that, and and they need an infielder and they move me up there, or somebody's struggling and they move them down. It's just, you know, it's just tricky like that. It's just tricky like that, and I just didn't earn that spot right out of spring training. So I just have to, you know, just spend a little more time down here. And to be, and it, has, it hasn't been all bad. Um, since they moved me back to third base, I've been taking, obviously, I went a whole year or a whole half of a year playing in the GCO without taking any grounders at third base at all. And I've gotten back into the, the string of things. And now I feel, I, I, I'm always going to feel more comfortable at third than first just because I've played my whole life at third base. And the Braves just, you know, recently moved me to first. And even though I've played a whole season or, you know, a whole rookie ball season there, I still don't feel 100% comfortable as I do. Like, at third base, like, the first game that we played here, they put me at third base, and I made a few diving plays, and I'm like, yeah, this is exactly where I need to be. So, that, you know, that comes that comes with, it's, I'm sorry, it comes with good and bad. Um, good because I'm comfortable, but, you know, there's a little more opportunities in the Braves um, from playing first base. But, you know, I, 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 don't, I mean, professional baseball is tough and there's a lot of days where it's not like well and you know this minor league baseball is not what you see on tv you know right. you see all the alleys and these guys you know they're super excited all the time and don't get me wrong we're excited here all the time too um they're having a lot of fun getting paid a lot of money that's not the case in minor league baseball you know you you try to have as much fun as you can but there's only so much fun that you can have when you're playing in like at 12 o'clock and the sun is beating down on you you're not making any money so um, it's it's rough. It's hard. So so. With that being said, I feel I'm happy that I have something that I can enjoy. You know, playing third base, I, I don't get that same feeling of like, ooh, you know, what's going to happen next at first base. I'm just kind of just natural, and I'm having more fun. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure, for sure. And um, yeah, I totally get what you're saying. This, so, you know, me personally, I'm a Royals fan, and I was just watching um, highlights of their Triple A game from yesterday when Jorge Bonfacio hit a bomb. And it's like, there's like two people in the stands. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, that's a huge difference whenever you're talking about minor league ball compared to that, you know, getting up to the, to the bigs. And that's AAA where, like, you know, the guys are getting paid a little bit better. There's a lot of major leaguers there. There's, a you know, usually a good amount of fans. Um, there's a lot of good – I mean, AAA is nice. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you got you got to be committed, that's for sure. But now, one thing that you were uh, kind of hitting on and – and I want to explore this and, and and feel free to to kind of tell me, you know, well, that's not how it is because I know that's kind of the right answer. But, I mean, I think whenever you're in a system, and obviously if you're playing ball and you're and that's what you're trying to make a career out of, the goal is to get to a big league roster, right? So, right, for sure. I mean, I, I would think if I put myself in your shoes, I'd have no choice but to kind of look ahead a little bit. And whenever you look at that Atlanta Braves uh, roster, you've got – Freddie Freeman at first base. Yeah. 
probably a little bit more difficult to get up there as a first baseman. I would think that that shift back yeah. to third base makes you feel a little bit more confident about being able to maybe move through that system because, yes, they got Josh Donaldson, but he is not a long-term guy up there. And third base has been a position that the Braves have kind of needed to figure out for a couple of seasons now. I mean, does that weigh right. in at all for you? Um, It's just I totally understand what you're saying, but I'm in extended spring training. Right, and from extended spring training until where Freddie Freeman is at, is not just a difference in talent, yeah. But there's time that needs to be made, you know. Like there, that's a that's years of a difference. And we'll, and I promise you, when I make it to the MLB, we'll, I'll remind you of this conversation because I'm gonna make it, no doubt. I don't care how long it takes, or with it, it doesn't even have to be with the Braves, you know. If they end up trading me, who knows? Right. I'm definitely gonna make it, and that's the that's the the same way that I'm giving you that um, honest, the you know, straight up. Thing that I'm telling you, that's how most professional um, baseball players take it, especially minor leaguers. Like, I want to make it to the show, and I, if I'm playing first base, and I'm playing first base. If I get to the point where I'm like Austin Riley, who's a prospect, who's been, who's, if anybody deserves a call up, it should have been him for a while now. And it's got to be frustrating for him. You know, there's a guy in the MLB right now, Josh Donaldson, they just signed. But he, let's say, for example, I mean, there shouldn't be any pressure in his, you know, and let's say for him, he's going to keep working and keep, you know, playing to, to his high ability. And if the Braves aren't the one that gets them, somebody will. Right. You know what I mean? It's like you see Freddie Freeman and you see Josh Donaldson out there, but that's not what you're aiming for. You know, you're aiming for getting a chance to be knocking out the door. Because once you're knocking at the door, somebody somebody will give you a chance, even if it's not even the organization you're with right there. Um, so, yeah, I, mean, I, I don't see it that way. I see it as, you know, I, I, I yeah, you look ahead, and it does get frustrating, you know, especially when um, – you know, guys are getting promoted and you're, you know, dang, I want to be, you know, you want to be promoted too, but you can, I mean, I can't think, it's just, you think, you definitely think in the future, but you don't think too far ahead. Gotcha. Does that make sense? So, well, then let's talk about 2019 then. Like, what kind of goals did you set for yourself heading into this season? Well, heading into spring training, my goal was to start in Rome. And to be honest, I didn't have the best spring training, but what I have done is I've definitely improved hitting and fielding while I've been in extended spring training because since this isn't technically a season, we're just kind of practicing every single day and then playing games against other teams. Yeah, you definitely get more reps and more one-on-one, so you you do improve as a player, believe it or not. And I've definitely gotten better. So the only goal that I have for this season, honestly, is the same goal that mostly everybody has, and the same goal that I had even when I was in regular spring training is to just move up as, as you know as high as I can and end the season at the highest level possible, basically. Um, I don't have any statistical things that I'm worried about because I because you know hopefully this doesn't sound wrong, but the stats that I had last year they were good, but guys that hit a little bit less than me or you know way less than me got promoted and I didn't. So stats aren't exactly what it, what I'm looking for, as opposed to you know just improving my game and you know doing exactly what the Braves want. The Braves want me to become a better fielder and being a better fielder. If it's, they want me to cut down on strikeouts or whatever it is that they want me to do. That's exactly what I'm going to do. So my goals are basically what the organization sets for me, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. So I, w- I would say probably at this level, it's it's really about just developing that consistency. I mean, am, am I off base there? No, that's that's 100% true. Like I like literally, that's what I was telling you about when I was in the GCO. That 280, you know, two or 283 that I hit last season is. Me, it's a good number at the end, but that's not a consistent season. I wasn't hitting 280 the entire year. I was hitting, um, let's say, 240, and then moved it up at the end. Or there's points where I was hitting 300, and then I went on a little slump. 
So the consistency, in, and it's not only a consistency in hitting, it's, it's like more of a routine, um, learning what, even like learning what type of food um, upset your stomach before a game. Or, dang, every time that I do this, this, like that's the one thing that me and my roommate have noticed. We've been drinking a lot more water, and we noticed that the days that we decide to work out and stretch after a game, the next day we don't feel as tired. It's just little things like that that you learn that guys like Freddie Freeman, Josh Donaldson, they've, they've known these things for so many years now, and that's why they get to perform at a high level. They have, they don't have it all figured out, you know, but they do have, you know, a good part of it figured out. Cool. So, what do you think of the Atlanta Braves, just like kind of as an organization? I mean, uh, you know, I've talked to several players, um, you know, that have ties to Kansas City, for example, and and they always talk, you know, even even at the lower levels, you know, talked with several Double A guys and, and stuff like that, and they always talk really highly of you know, the front office there at the big league level. Um, what, what's it like? Like, what are you seeing? What's your feeling for just the organization as a whole? Well, the Braves, luckily, like I said, they've, the people around me are, are, you know, people that I enjoy being around. Um, the front office that I've met, they've all been, they've all, you know, took the time to, to, you know, a lot of times in college, when you first get to college, people don't even know your name. See, here, since I've been here, it's always how you doing, Mr. Hernandez. How you doing, Ray? You know, how's how's everything going? Like they're they're really good about, you know, making sure you're feeling comfortable. Right. Um, the Braves have done a really good job of that. The coaches, um, all almost all the coaches have been, the ones that at least that I interact with, are they want they want you to get better. They really do want you to get better, and they want you to improve. And they're constantly reminding you of you know what your goals are. Let's say not so much goals, but like what I need. For example. I'm already a power hitter. I don't need to swing 100%. So the hitting coaches are constantly reminding me, hey, Ray, remember 70%, like, you know, 70%. Because my 70% can drive the ball out of the ballpark. Why should I – why do I have to swing 100%? No, 70%. Let's look for a little more contact. Just little things like that. Right. So, man, one thing that we've we've seen a lot of is, is this shift in kind of how front offices are building teams, building rosters in general – um, and I'm really interested to know what kind of trickle down effect that has. I mean, you, you you've got you know a couple of really good examples um, there in Atlanta with you know like Albies you mentioned you know where these guys are signing these early extensions and you know there's some people like man is that even a smart move for them to be doing? And I mean it, it, you know it's affecting the way that free agency happens and all this stuff. And I know that uh, it's stuff that's still a little ways away from you, but I'm just wondering you know like. Does that have like some trickle down into the levels, other levels of the of the system? You know, I mean, does it think? Because I mean, it's 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 not just going out and playing a game, right? It's it's you building a career, and that financial side of it's got to be an element that you think about. Um, you know, just just like what what do you guys? I mean, you have discussions with other guys on your team. You know, what do you guys talk about when it comes to that aspect of the game? When you when it comes to contracts, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, you know, I I would say that if I was I would like I say I always try to put myself into, you know, a player's shoes, and if I'm seeing what's happening there, you know, with with all these guys that are, you know, maybe just getting to the to the big leagues and going ahead and signing that extension, does that make you think about whenever you get to that point, like you know, what am I going to do? Am I going to try to, you know, play it out, or, or are you even concerned at that in the least? Oh no, that's <laughs> that's for sure. Like 
if somebody, if you ever interview a baseball player and they and they say, I'm not thinking about that, then they're lying to you. I'll be 100% honest with you. When you see these contracts that you are signing, this is, like, for example, Ozzy, uh, you know, Albin's contract, people are like, you've seen people kind of, like, bash it, like, oh, why would you sign for that little amount of money, which little amount of money is funny because it makes right. very, you know, a lot of millions. <laughs> but, at, you know, as opposed to other contracts that have been signed. Yeah. Um, I just think it, I, I could tell you what I'm thinking. I can tell you what some of my friends are thinking too, but everybody's a little different. It has to do a lot with like where they came from. What, like for example, what their signing bonus is at this moment. So they can tell you, you know, if somebody is in the fourth or third round, they might not be too, you know, worried about, you know, a contract extension when they're in the MLB because they know they're going to get paid. But, you know, a guy like me as a senior sign sign for 10,000, I, I know what I would want. Which at this moment, because you know, who knows what would happen in the future. But what I would always, what I would want is, as opposed to, you know, X amount of dollars, I would want the the long contract. I would want yeah. a contract for ten years. So, I would honestly, let's say I get to Double A, and the Braves are willing to spend money, I would sign a contract that's not a massive contract at all. I'd do like ten years, ten million, which would save the Braves a crazy amount of money, and I'd still be a millionaire. I'd be making a million dollars a year. And that'd be one of the smallest contracts in Major League Baseball. That's how I see it. You know, I'm not too because I, you know, my, me and my family don't have, you know, we don't have any money at all to be completely honest. So the the you know holding out, I, I I honestly don't see myself doing that in the future. I think that's more for the guys like Harper and Trout and Mookie Betts. These are you know once in a lifetime players. So if anybody's going to hold out, I understand that. But that, I can't see myself ever turning down any kind of millions. I I honestly. I, I mean, we've t- we, you know, we talk about it all the time. Players talk about that all the time. Like, oh, you know, would you have set that contract? And, you know, 10 times out of 10, it's like, of course I'll sign that contract. Could you get more? Could Ozzy Albies get more money? Yeah, but, okay, like, you know, what's the limit? After so many millions, like, okay, now what? Like, you're just, you know, putting it away after that, you know? Right. Let's say $1 million is plenty of, for 10 years, $1 million is is plenty of money, you know? So... It's just, you know, it depends on the player. To be completely honest, it just depends on the player. It depends on, this is kind of a harsh word to use because everybody's entitled to, to you know, get as much money as they think they're worth. But there's some players that are a little more greedy than others and stuff like that. But, you know, I feel like if, you know, if you think you can get more money and you can, I mean, why not? Why not go for it? Definitely, know? definitely. Well, and, man, I love that you're just, like, willing to speak candidly about this. Um you know, so it makes me want to kind of ask the follow up. Like, okay, is the way that the last couple of off seasons has gone from, you know, a free agency standpoint, is it seem as weird from the inside where you are to those of us on the outside? I mean, it's crazy that like, you know, someone like a Craig Kimbrell is still right. out there without the team. You know, right? Um. That in that right there, that one example is is I don't understand. Now, there's obviously a lot of things that are going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. Um, like you know, obviously, but it, it is it is weird. To answer your question, it's weird. It's always weird. Like I don't understand how Craig Kimber, one of the best closers, and you'll see that when he retires, and you you know already know that he will be one of the best closers of all time. Right. He'll be top five closers of all time. How he doesn't have a job right now obviously has to do with, you know, him wanting a certain amount and people just not wanting to give him the amount. That's basically, that's what it boils down to. It has to boil down to that. Because it's not, because if he wanted to play 
MLB right now, he could sign with anybody right now if he really wanted to. It's yeah. a matter of dollars, and he's re- he's willing to hold out. If he doesn't play this year, then he won't play this year, and he's okay with it. Another thing that has to do with is, you know, he's made X amount of millions already for so many years, so he's not, you know, hurting for the money or anything like that. So he's okay with sitting the year, maybe not getting, you know, a salary this season to hold out and get the contract that he's looking for next year. And is he in his right to do that? Yeah, of course, of course, of course. And I thought the Braves would sign him by now, to be completely honest. But Well, um, I can be honest with you. I, I wish someone would because it would help out my fantasy team. So, oh, you have him on your fantasy. Team. Oh, I've got it. Yeah, I, he was one of my keepers, and I've just had him. Set You're gonna back. have to drop him, man. I'll be honest. With you. You're gonna have to drop him. You're scared to drop him because you think somebody else is gonna pick him up and he'll sign. That's right? Yeah, I know. It's killing me. It's killing I get it. me. I get it. <laughs> oh man, no, that's awesome. So, you know, one thing that I so I talked with uh, I don't know if you know him, but Jake Newberry, who's in uh, the Kansas City organization. And one of the cool things that he told me for him, you know, playing in, in the minor leagues was um, just the opportunity to be a part of postseason baseball, no matter what the level was. Is that something that, I mean, I, I would say, I would, I would obviously think that, yes, postseason baseball is important. But I mean, like, is that like an experience that you're looking forward to, to diving into um, at whatever level you finish up this year at? I'm sorry, I kind of broke in and out. Are you saying, like, am I excited for it? I mean, is that just, is that something that maybe would be, like, kind of on your checklist of, man, this is definitely something I want to, you know, be be able to experience sooner rather than later? Oh, for sure, for sure. Like, now, this isn't just me trying to sound good or whatever. Like, I sound like, you know, the correct answer to say, but one thing that I do not like to do is I don't enjoy losing, even if it is, like, for example, these extended spring training games. There's some times where, um... In these games, if the inning's taking a long time, they just roll the inning. So if, let's say, there's bases loaded, no out, the pitcher's thrown X amount, you know, so many pitches, and he's reaching his pitch limit, they just end the inning right there. They just roll it. So there'll be times where you're in the dugout, and you're like, what the heck? Like, we're about to score four or five. Like, you always have that competitive nature. And if I'm going to spend 140 games playing with a club, even if it's in, for example, if I go to Danville this year, right? If I go to Danville and I'm going to advance rookie ball, it's my second year rookie ball, and I might not, you know, want to be there as opposed to being at a higher level. Right. But while I'm there, I'm going to want to win that Appalachian League. Like, I'm not going to want to go there. And obviously, I want to perform well. That goes without saying. But I'm going to do my best because I want to win. I want to go to the playoffs and I want to win. I don't want to just lose a bunch of games. It's not fun. For sure. For sure. And so something that you just mentioned there was, you know, these kind of, you know, maybe they roll off that inning or, or whatever. What do, what do you think about some of the stuff that – MLB is trying out in the minor league levels, you know, some of these, um, you know, just different possible rule changes, you know, I know they, right. they, they did the whole, you know, start extra innings with a guy on second and, and all this different uh-huh. stuff. What, what do you guys make of those? Well, I, I can only speak for myself when it comes to this right now, but one thing that I'm always going to be in favor for is a machine or like an automated umpire. I'm probably – I'll be right, right on with it. I'll tell you right, right when they say that, I'm fine with it. Okay. You know, I, I'm I'm okay with, I'm okay with the machine umpires. I'm okay with, um, you know, extra innings with a runner on second. I'm okay with that. Um, there's not too many, and I'm even okay with the rule about pushing the mound back. Of course, I'm okay with time of hitter. <laughs> like I'm okay, I'm okay with a lot of the rules. 
Um, I don't think I've heard any rules that I'm not. I'm okay with the pitch clock. Okay. Um, you know, that doesn't really bother me. I, this, I, I mean, I think players, for the most part, are always going to be okay with it because just because we're more progressive, you know, millennials and all that, and we're going to be, you know, a younger crowd. So we're definitely going to be more a more progressive bunch as opposed right. to the older people in baseball who might be like, nah, like, that's, you're changing the game too much. But I, I understand that the game will change. If we look at the game 100 years from now, listen, guys might be on hoverboards or whatever. Like, who knows how the game is going to be played? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Well, that, who knows how the game is going to be played? Yeah, and, and that's definitely a uh, a different answer than maybe I was really expecting because, like, I did an interview last year with, um, and he's probably a guy that you remember being a, a Rays fan, uh, Elliot Johnson. You remember him? Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. Short yeah. Show. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, awesome dude. Great guy to talk about. But, man, you know, we talked about these different things that MLB was trying out, and he was, like, just so, very opposed to it. You know, he, he didn't, right, wasn't course. afraid to say it either, you know. Um, so, yeah, there is that different mind state, uh, I think, that you see between, you know, a, you know, a veteran, you know, retired player like him compared to, you know, you're coming in, you're, you're starting your second year, and you see that difference. So it's a little surprising, but I think what it means is that you're going to see the game evolve in some form or fashion. Right. I, I'm, and the thing is, I know it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. I know it's going to evolve, and it's, the game's going to change. So, yeah, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. All right, so um, let's do kind of the, 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 the crystal ball outlook. Whenever we look um, three three to five years from now, where is Ray Hernandez? I'll be in the major leagues. In the major leagues. All right, all right. I'll play, be in the major leagues. I, I, play, I, playing hot what corner? What year is it? We're in 2019. Ah, uh, that I can't. That I can't. I'm not that <laughs> good of a, of a fortune teller. Okay. But I will. Because to be honest now, I'm going to say something like that probably you probably be surprised by it, but I'd rather play a position like left field or right field than play corner infield. I think that my my body type and the way that I am, I'm a power hitter, I have a strong arm, but I'm not the fastest person. You know, I'm six foot three, two hundred and forty pounds. I'm not a very that most agile player. So yeah. those are the positions that I that I think corner infield is okay because I'm a big guy, I can just dive to my left and right. But as my career goes on and I get older, I'm you know, probably gonna get a little slower. Um I would ideally play right field for the Braves. But, you know, who knows how, how that all works out and I'm never gonna, you know, complain about playing corner infield or anything like that. But right. I would definitely what we're four in twenty nineteen right now. Three years from now I'll still be in it, but five years from now, yeah, I'll be in the show. Or if not if I'm not in the show, I'd be like an Austin Riley. You okay. know, where where you're just being blocked basically. Right, where like you know, I'm, I'm, I should be there. You know, things are whatever circumstances are that I that are out of my control are going on, but I'm definitely you know, I'm doing my part. Right, and man, that's a, you know, some people may hear that and and say, well, man, that that's cocky or, but no, man, I mean, that's just, I think that's the attitude you've got to have, right? I mean, you expect to go out and be one of the best players in the game, right? I mean, if you don't. No, no. Are you kind of defeating yourself from the get go? Baseball, baseball is so difficult, and for the for the most part, that answer that I gave you is every is everybody's answer. They might not say it for whatever reason, 
yeah, they might think it's cocky or whatever, but you'll see. I mean, you'll see how that's just how it is. Like, you need to have you not no, need isn't the right word for it. Like you have to. Like it's an obligation that you have confidence. If you don't have confidence in your in your ability to become, listen, I have confidence that I'll become a major leaguer. Oh, am I going to be a Mike Trout? <laughs> Probably not. But me get there, no doubt. Me get there and play, no doubt. And it might not be with the Braves. It might not be when I'm 25, 26. It might be when I'm 30 years old. But I'm going to make it because I've played for two. I've played too much baseball. Right. And now I have a taste of what professional baseball is like. And I've seen guys that have made it. And I, I'm like, okay, you know what? This guy made it. Then I can make it just, you know. I might not do it the same way he made it, but I'm definitely going to make it somehow. And that's just, you know, things happen where I'm not the first person that and it hasn't happened for them. But... We just, you know, I just gotta keep working. But I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident in my ability. Awesome. Let's. Um, what kind of advice would you have for, for young players? You know, like you know, players that maybe are in high school right now. Uh, for example, you know, my my nephew, he just graduated high school a year ago, and he was, you know, he was a ball player, and he had a few, you know, smaller schools that were looking at him, and he decided to go ahead and just, you know, go into the workforce and and go that route. Uh, but, you know, I was trying to encourage him. I was like, man, you, you know, go play ball, you know, because to me, I'm like, there's baseball is different where you can you don't have to go to the biggest school to be able to make it in right. this game. Um, like what, what kind of advice do you give to those guys that are, uh, like I said, you know, playing at the high school school level and and they're trying to think about and trying to weigh it out? You know, like, should I keep pursuing this game? Well, it's it's important for players to have to be realistic, it is that 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 right off the bat is very important. You don't want to chase, um, you know, professional baseball, knowing that you know you you really truly don't have a shot. But the same way that you shouldn't try to go into the workforce if you do have a shot, you know, of, of performing and getting better. Now, Ray Hernandez in high school is not really Ray Hernandez that is now, and it was very very important for me. It was very important for me to go to college and play four years. I learned a lot about myself. I grew as a man. Off, off the baseball field, I learned, you know, independence, you know, paying for my own bills, you know, just so many things that you learn in college. I will, I could never, unless the only, okay, let me make this short. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're good. The advice that I would give, the advice I would give in a high school player, it depends on the player, right? It's not, there's no um, cookie cutter answer. I can't just give one person the same answer. Right. You know, your nephew I would tell him, listen, if you have a chance to play baseball, for, if somebody's willing to pay for your school and you're going to play baseball, you have to take it. You want to go somewhere, too. And there's guys who, who that's not their issue. They, they want to play college baseball, but they don't want to go to the school that's offering them a full ride. It's right. a smaller school, D2 or junior college. They want to go to the big university who, where they're going to have to pay to go there. That's a big no-no. I feel like you need to go where you're wanted, where you're going to play. The only way for you to get better Listen, if I would have gone to where I was committed to is UCF, if I would have went to UCF and paid my way, there's no guarantee that I would have been the player that I am. I went to the smallest, the smaller D1, and, yeah, we got beat when we played these big schools, but I learned a lot. I learned about getting beat like that. I learned a lot about myself. I learned about how to carry a team and be a leader. That, you know, who knows if I would have got that if I would have gone to the big university. There's no, there's no guarantee the coaches would even like me. And those big schools, they just they release you. You know, they, It's not like the smaller schools. The smaller schools take a chance on you. Even if you don't play for them, they will pay for the rest of your, you know, four years or two years that you're there. These big schools, these big universities, 
SEC, ACC, you know, so many conferences. That's not talked about enough on, you know, social media, how people love to talk about, you know, college baseball on social media. That's not talked about enough. The amount of players that go there, they're promised, you know, four years. They don't play good their first year, and the school says, listen, we're going to knock your scholarship off. Mm. Or we're going to take half of your tuition. That's really messed up. So to avoid that, just to avoid all that in general, if you can't go to a big school and you know you're going to play, then, of course, go for it. The same way if you're a high school kid and they're throwing you millions of dollars, no, take that money and go play professional baseball. But if you're not making – if you get drafted out of high school and you're going in the 30th round and they want to give you a few thousand bucks, no. Go to school, get your degree. Because yeah. you, there's so many, there's plenty of horror stories of guys that got drafted out of high school. They played 12, 13 years in the minor leagues, never make it to the MLB, and they're 30 years old, have no degree, and they, you know, have nothing to show for all the years they played minor league baseball, and it's hard for them to find a job. So, school is obviously important. If you're an international player, it'd be a lot different. For your nephew, you know, go to school. You definitely want to go to like you in the United States. You have to go to school. Right. Just in case, and it's a backup. You know, hopefully I never have to use my degree in psychology, but if the, you know, situation arises and the Braves don't, you know, they don't want me anymore, no other team wants to sign me, then I have to go that route. But I have that degree, and not only do I have the degree, it's paid for. I got, you know, I got it paid go. for for my scholarship. So, well, it's, and obviously, it's hard. And, go ahead. I would say, obviously, Alabama State still, you know, got you to where you wanted to go. Exactly. That's another thing, too. That's what you said earlier. So, going to a smaller school doesn't automatically kill you in the water. You know, you can still go to a smaller school and improve and get drafted as well. So that's why I never regret going to Calvin State second because I got literally everything that I wanted from college. I drafted and I got my degree. If I would have went to, instead of Alabama State, University of Alabama, what, what more could that school give me that I didn't get at Alabama State? You know, a little more exposure on TV while I was in college? Okay, so what? You right. know, still a different thing. So if if we got if if we, if we went to the end of the draft last year and your name had not been called, what would uh, what would you be doing? You know, if you weren't playing baseball today, I mean, would you still be trying to be involved in the game? Obviously, you hear that a lot. So yeah, I've I've, I've gotten this question a lot. Um, one thing, it just depends. It depends if I would have I would have I'm almost positive now. You know, I'm not sure. We'll never know, but. I would have got some kind of free agent offer. You know, somebody would have said, listen, we're going to sign you with no signing bonus, at least. At the very least, I would have got that. And even if I didn't get that from any team, I would have went the in- independent ball route just because of how my senior year ended. I-, I was hitting, you know, ridiculously well, and I was feeling great. Yeah. So I would have gave that a shot. But let's say, you know, I played independent ball for a few years and I didn't like it. Then I'd probably try to do something with, with my degree. I think the first thing that comes to my mind that's, um, something that interests me that I would enjoy would be something like just joining the military and being an officer. Okay. Um, the only issue with having a, a bachelor's in psychology, which is the only issue, is you can't really do much with just the bachelor's. You need to go and do a master's or a doctorate. And listen, I've, I've done enough on school already. <laughs> Those four years were enough. So I would do something where I know I can get um, more bang for my buck, so to speak. Um, being a being an officer in the military, any branch, I'd probably do Air Force. That's why I did in high school the Air Force ROTC. So I'd probably just try to be an Air Force, you know, officer in the Air Force, and I have all the benefits of being in the Air Force. Plus, the, you know, getting paid more for being an officer. Right. So that'd, that'd probably be what I'd be doing right now if um, I didn't get drafted by the Braves. Awesome. Well, lucky for you, you are indeed um, living out your dream. Though I mean, you know, for you guys, you know, that's awesome. You know. For, for those of us like myself who, you know, 
weren't ever that good at the game. You know, just sitting here and being able to have a chance to talk to you, man. Uh, uh, you know, here on this, on uh, my team, my voice, uh, sports co- podcast network, man. I mean, this right here is is me getting a little bit of that. You know, so uh, I definitely appreciate you know just just hearing the path that you've taken and, and being able to you know get that you know different view than what we right. see it from on the outside man definitely appreciate that so no doubt man i mean you you can ask me you know besides the interviews you can always message me on on social media if you have any questions that you think about and you're like oh crap i wonder what you know ray or professional would think i tell you right away you know it's just i'm 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 happy to do these kind of things Awesome. I'm happy to give my, I'm always happy to tell my story and I'm always happy to give, you know, I'm always going to be honest. That's one thing that, that you'll know. And you can probably tell from me already. I'm, I'm going to be honest. If you ever ask a question that I feel uncomfortable about, I'd tell you I'm uncomfortable about it and probably answer it off the air or something. <laughs> but, you, you know, go. well, hey, speaking, speaking of, uh, of, of your social medias and stuff, if, if people that are listening want to follow you, where can they uh, follow you at? Yeah, so um, my Instagram is pretty good. It's R-A-Y, so it's my name, Ray.Hernandez46. And then my Twitter is the same thing. It's just Ray.Hernandez. I think, let me check and make sure it's 46. I've changed it a few times. But, um, yeah, my Instagram is Ray.Hernandez46. Um, and then my Twitter is just at Ray.Hernandez46. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Ray, we are going to definitely be you know, paying attention to what is going on with you and, and with the Braves and, and just seeing what, how this season plays out, man. I think, um, you know, I don't think extended spring training is going to be the end for you by any means. Um, no doubt. Yeah. So we're, we're expecting, um, you know, to see that growth and, and to just have fun watching the journey that you take, man. Hopefully, you know, we'll be able to get you back on, you know, MTMV sports, uh, you know, later on in the year and, or, or in the off season, whatever the case may be. And just, you know, kind of go over that journey and, and just, um, you know, the experience that you, you, you take here in 2019, um, you know, playing professional baseball, man. I mean, yeah, man, that'd be great. That That's just, that's awesome. <laughs> <That'd be great>. <laughs> so <laughs> awesome. Right. Well, is there anything, um, that you'd like to throw out there before we wrap up? No, I mean, I like to end all these interviews, um, the same way. <clears throat> um, sorry, excuse me. You're good. All right. So the way I like to, um, I know these interviews in the same way. Um, if anybody's listening to any of these, any of these podcasts or anything, and they, <clears throat> and they're worrying about, you know, if I'm not sure if I can do it, you know, that's one thing that happened to me a lot, especially I, I spent a lot of time in college, you know, worrying about the draft and worrying about if I could accomplish this or if I could do that. Um, just know that if I made it to professional baseball, if I could make it, then you guys can make it. I had the talent. Talent has always been I've always been good at baseball. But there's been plenty of players that I've met that have had the same amount of talent as me or more that didn't make it for whatever circumstance. But I'm here to tell people who are listening that might not be sure if they could make it for, you know, my school is not big or nobody's been drafted for my school. That's, that's, that's not an issue. As long as you work hard and you go for it, that's all you can do. And I'm, um, I'm here to tell you guys that if I made it, then you guys can make it too. Awesome. Awesome, Ray. Thank you very much for that, Ray. We will be reaching out to you, like I said, I'm sure later in the year or, or whatever the case may be. But I doubt this is the last time that we chat with you. So, um, Yeah, sounds great. 
Awesome. So, guys, there you have it. 2018 Braves draftee Ray Hernandez. Uh, check him out. You know, just keep make sure you uh, hit up those social media accounts and check out all the other great podcasts here on My Team, My Voice Sports Podcast Network. Whether you're looking for NBA, NFL, MMA, whatever kind of sports coverage you're looking for, My Team, My Voice has it covered. And we will see you guys next time.